We can talk about threads. Are you guys on threads? Yes. I'm not on threads, so I'll be the guy who's not on threads. I don't know. I'm tired. Now, I do have an Instagram account. The early impressions of your feed is filled with brands didn't sway me. And then I learned that I couldn't delete it unless I deleted my Instagram account. And at that point, I was like, well, I can join lighter maybe and not now. Well, my real Um, question is, why would you want to delete one and not the other since they're both owned by the same company and your data goes to the same place? it, it, It wouldn't even be that. It would just be like a like, I don't need the account sitting there waiting to get hacked or whatever. Yeah, they don't need a delete function. They just need a deactivate option. Plus, I'm on Blue Sky, and so I'm really hoping that's the one. Oh, okay. Deactivate's not bad, then. Yeah, maybe I'll do it eventually. I also... I, I don't know. But I, also, I, there's just no time this This week. is the content. I don't know why we're having this conversation right now. We should have it on the show. Well, I'm <laughs> I just realized I'm, I'm about to recording. literally have to repeat myself. I am recording, but we're not... We haven't started the show, so... Since when has that ever stopped us from a cold open? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We should have done the meth cold open. No. Hello and welcome to the Android Police Podcast. My name is Daniel Vader. This week on the show, it's Meta Threads. It launched. We're going to talk all about it. If you don't want to hear a show all about a new social network from the, the company that you love to hate, uh, this is probably not the episode for you to listen to. Go back to the last two weeks where we spent most of our time talking about foldable phones and other gadgets. But there hasn't been a ton of news this week. We're waiting until Samsung launches all of its foldables in the next couple of weeks. If you still want to come along on the journey, we have Will Saddleberg. How's it going? It's going okay. I'm a little under the weather today. But I, uh, you said journey, and I just literally journey Dan just popped in my head, which I assume is your threads handle, I would hope. It, yes. it is. It there has to be. Because you go. have to tie it to your Instagram account. Oh, of course. Of course. And Ara Wagner, how are you? Four days until Prime Day. And Four, that, is, oh my, that should say everything it, you need to five, hear about five my days. state. Five? Five. Well, I Tuesday. mean, the Tuesday. Well, Okay, I'm not counting today. Today is more today than is half Friday. over. Yeah, you still have half of the day left to mourn. Saturday, to Sunday, Monday, and then it goes live at 3 a.m. Tuesday. That's true. It's, uh, it does start early. Not that I will be up for that because I am the late shift for Prime Day this year. I still think you'll be up for it. I might be up from the night before I know your terrible <sighs> sleeping schedule. This week, Meta launched its Twitter competitor, clone, copycat, whatever you want to call it. It's called Threads. We sort of knew this was coming, but then we saw a teaser. They said that it was going to launch on Thursday the 6th, and they pushed up the launch until the day before. It went live at 7 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday the 5th. Uh, It's been live now for two days. I think we're up to 60 million registered users already, which shows you the scope of Instagram and the network effect that it just gives Meta as a company. Twitter does not like it. They've already sent a (laughs) cease and desist letter to say that you're not allowed to steal trade secrets, whatever those secrets are. You are not allowed to hire the employees that we fired because we didn't need them, Instagram, Meta. But Meta says that not a single person who worked on threads used to work at Twitter. So that argument is completely ineffectual does not unless they're lying which i doubt they are but either way it's such a dumb like 
there's a lot of dumb things happening here. Twitter might be the most eponymous in this field, but it's also, it's not the only, like, social media app out there that has this basic format. I mean, like... It hasn't been for many, many years. Yeah, there's there's nothing unique about the way Twitter does things. Like, Threads is missing most of the features where you could maybe claim copyright from Twitter right now. Like we, you can't copyright a convention. I mean, you, you can't copyright a feed. Yeah. So, or trademark. If, like, there's just, I mean, look, maybe there's an argument if it comes up in the future lawsuit that Threads or Meta did indeed steal trade secrets. We don't know. X Corp, which is the holding company for Twitter now, claims that Meta engaged in, quote, systematic, willful, and unlawful misappropriation of Twitter's trade secrets and other intellectual property, which just woof, like absolutely big words there for the little man. But let's go back to the beginning. Threads is tied to Instagram. It looks like a Twitter client, but when you log in, you get the ability to port over your existing Instagram handle. You cannot change that handle. So whatever your Instagram handle is at the time you sign up, that is what your handle is. You cannot change it yet. Uh, you get assigned a Threads number. I believe I'm like three hundred thirty thousand. Which, you know, I if I know wasn't, where you can find the number because I can't find it anywhere. You find it on your Instagram profile, so it's you can't find it ah, on there. Your, it is on your Threads profile yet, but it is on your Instagram profile. And if I hadn't been bathing my son at seven p.m. Eastern, I could have been even higher than that. So I blame my one-year-old for not giving me a better number. I'm going to hang it over his head for the rest of his life just so that he knows and feels guilty about the fact that he kept me from being in the 10,000s instead of the hundreds. Okay? Just, Everin, if you're listening to this in the future, apologize. Well, what I want to know is how much of that 300,000 from that first night, because I'm 342,000 something, but I want to know how much of that is like automated brand accounts. Because so many of those were already in there. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So apparently, according to Alex Heath, who reports at The Verge, there were a couple of thousand pre-launch users, mostly celebrities and meta employees and a few journalists that got access to it. But up until 7 p.m. on the 5th, that was it. It was around 2,000 people. And it just grew. Like, it just, that night, if you were on threads, it was like hanging out at a park Drinking and doing drugs, although you can't do drugs on on threads, which we'll talk about, you know, drinking like a light beer with all your friends looking at fireworks and there were no cops around. And that's how it felt. You could just do whatever you wanted as long as it wasn't (laughs) triggering like the automatic moderation (laughs) policies. You were basically free to treat it like Twitter was back in 2011 when it was good Um, or when you thought Twitter was good, but it may not have been actually good, but your memory makes it think it was good retroactively. But yeah, I mean, for now, like it's it's very public. There are no DMs. There's no hashtags. There's no groups of any kind. There's no chronological or follower-only feed. You follow as many people as you want, and you can default your Instagram followers to be followed on, on threads, which is great. And you know that gives you that sort of built-in network effect, which is exactly what meta is banking on now so yeah i mean there's not a whole lot more to it at the moment except for the fact that we're in this very weird time 
2023, where Meta is the good guy and is sort of being perceived as a victor against this like aggressor of Elon Musk. And and like it's just a strange position to be in because it was only a couple of years ago where everybody was just laying it on Meta and making Meta into the bad guys. So it's shown just how quickly things have changed here. Even beyond that, let's call it a Twitter clone because it basically is. Like, I don't mean that in the legal sense that Elon Musk seems to think. I mean it in the Instagram stories or Reels sense. You look at those features and the way that they were received when they launched. And I think even though Stories is obviously a huge success, maybe um, Reels less so, although still kind of a success, it's still around. I feel like people did roll their eyes of like, Jesus Christ, Meta just can't come up with an original idea. They either have to buy it like Instagram or copy it like those features. And it is weird to see threads, which is like that same kind of idea of like Twitter's down, not offline, although that happens a lot, but they're down in terms of like public perception. Let's steal the thunder a little bit. The majority of people are like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll sign up. Why not? I'll try it out. And I think it says more about Twitter than it does about Meta. But it is very funny that the vast majority of people are so like annoyed at Elon Musk at this point that they're like, sure, Mark Zuckerberg is a known entity at this point. Like I know what I'm getting from him, even if I don't mm. particularly like it. Yeah, it's sort of like the stable adult in the room. Like that adult may be an unabashed capitalist that yeah. inadvertently or maybe vertently, uh, I know that's not a word. Don't, don't add me. <laughs> uh, you know, disrupts democracies. Sure. But uh, that's all in the past. And now Mark is just a stay-at-home dad who loves his kids and is learning jujitsu in order to beat up other billionaires. But like, it does, I think, help that the public... Okay, like, the metaverse aside and the absolute failure of that as a platform preach his, his other public like if you go to his like threads account or whatever like if you he's like the nerdiest dad at this point just always just posting photos of his family and like you know what that's probably a better thing to post than the stuff that elon spends his time on twitter posting about which is like typically fairly right-wing dog whistles or anti-trans screens or you know we're gonna you know, we're the gonna, bar is pretty it's low low we're gonna i mean you don't have yeah. to be much more than just like a decent human being billionaire yeah to well, be liked more than elon at this point i will say i'm testing out threads i'm not giving my all to it strictly because i i still haven't forgiven meta slash facebook for shit they pulled 10 15 years ago when it came to like Oh, we knew that Instagram caused depression in teenagers because it gave them uh, absolutely beauty standards and made them think they had to like keep up with everybody visually, which is just excessively draining. And also like, oh, yeah, between Cambridge Analytica and just we know that vitriol drives engagement. So we have purposely bred our algorithm to seek out and foment dissent wherever it can. So I. They're being less of a dick than the company that actively antagonizes and or threatens dissenters and the network that is giving a huge middle finger to literally anybody and everybody who ever made their platform popular. So for threads, it's a matter of their bad shit was far enough back and 
removed enough from most normal people's lives to where it doesn't seem like it's something that impacted them, even though it did. Because we're still feeling the effects of what Facebook did. It's just a matter of it's too far ingrained for them to be criminally punished for it. Part of why Threads didn't launch in Europe and the Digital Markets Act, which is essentially preventing Meta from feeling confident in its privacy policies and data sharing policies to launch threads in the EU is a direct result of what happened in 2016 and beyond with Cambridge Analytica, right? Like the DMA doesn't exist if Facebook and other what it calls gatekeepers were testing the limits of their own power. And I think that's a very fair statement. I also think that the pendulum has swung so far in the other direction now, post-pandemic, that people are craving any sort of normalcy in moderation. People just want some semblance of content moderation and like a rational moderation policy that they will embrace a meta-built text-based social network, one that was built with the promise of being decentralized or a part of the Fediverse, and that integration won't come for another six months plus because of Meta's own unforeseen popularity with Threads. Like The scale at which Threads has grown has meant that it's much more difficult to implement ActivityPub, according to the reporting that is out there, and Adam Mosseri, the head of Instagram. So it's like, you know, the giving with one hand and taking with the other. Like Wired had a really interesting article about this where they said, don't join threads until they give you a clear timeline of when they will join the Fediverse and be part of ActivityPub. Because if we don't hold their feet to the fire and they just forget they ever said that, like when Apple promised to open source FaceTime in 2010, (laughs) um, you know, and they just become another bigger Twitter rival that is another social network that will never share data, you'll never be able to port out your information, then we're stuck again where we are. And in 10 years, we may be saying we need a competitor to Threads and you know, a much more humbled Twitter where Elon Musk sold it for parts five years earlier makes a comeback. You know, th- that's why this feels very cyclical in a way that I didn't expect in 2023, to be honest. Look, like I, I think people would have signed up for it, but would we be? I think at this point we've got to be past seventy thousand. Uh, Google joined this morning, and they were they were sixty seven. Or sorry, six, uh, seventy million is what I meant. Google was sixty seven million this morning. So I would imagine that hitting a hundred million is not out of grasp like this weekend or like early next week, maybe. And like I do wonder. If maybe they hit 30 million this weekend, if not for the fact that Twitter uh, had its worst weekend ever last weekend, maybe. Which is why they pushed up the launch. Absolutely. Advantage of Absolutely. I don't think those, Threads was going to launch limiting. this week. And, and certainly, I mean, even like moving it from Thursday to what, like, it's brilliant because like everyone's annoyed about, and we should say like Twitter basically went down. You couldn't, you had to be logged in to see tweets and you could no longer like share. So if you, if you sent like a text or anything with them, like you would just see like a default, like little Twitter link, it wouldn't, it wouldn't show in like 
messaging apps and it was a, a well, total so much of it vanished from google which was a huge part yeah. of why they had their worst weekend ever because it's like oh you can't see this without logging in cool so we're not going to show that in our search results because we can't right it was a total shit show and then they started rate limiting people like saturday morning to early afternoon where it's like oh if you're unverified you can see 600 tweets a day which like that number went up, to be honest, like I don't trust Elon Musk at all to offer like realistic explanations of what's going on behind the scenes. So I have no idea. To offer realistic explanations, he would need to know what the hell is going on behind the scenes. And he doesn't. Yeah, it, 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 it was it was it really to that limit people are trying to make reality for him and it doesn't always work. Right. Was he really trying to limit AI scraping or was he really trying to like, had he not paid a bill, which was like a big rumor going around, like all this stuff. It doesn't matter really. The only thing that really matters is the end result, which is that Twitter was essentially down for like at least a day, if not more effectively unusable by most people. And so like Blue Sky gets hit with a ton of signups from people finally sharing their invite codes and they have to turn off signups and the fact that they can only grow so fast without, I mean, cause that app also completely broke from the amount of people trying to get on it. And so I, I just think threads like really, they have the infrastructure there existing already to like handle 70 million accounts in two days. And they struck while the iron was hot. I do think that if none of that happens, it's not nearly as much of a success as we're seeing now. And so like, it's totally possible that in a year or two threads is the dominant Twitter-esque place, which is weird. It's it's weird to be 2023 feels like such a shakeup in the social network scene, like not just with Twitter, but also like everyone is so mad at Reddit still that API shut off a week ago. It's so interesting that these companies that you start to think are going to always be there, especially, you know, over the last like decade or so where like kind of the dominant ones it wasn't like friendster or myspace like they held their spot even when facebook died off in terms of popularity like there was still just because you're not using it doesn't mean your mom isn't that kind of yeah. thing it's interesting to see such a shakeup in both cases i would say twitter more than reddit i have no idea how decentralized reddit clones are are doing in terms of scale not great yeah probably not not but great it, but it's still interesting in a way that I wouldn't have expected. I mean, that Reddit drama is still going. They're demanding moderators remove NSFW labels from subreddits or they'll be kicked off. This is like a story from this morning. So, Wait, like, demanding that they remove any, not any work labels or removing that they dem- from or like, demanding from, that they from, remove from subreddits that some Reddit, should not yeah. have NSFW like labels. R like picks. our picks yeah. or r slash was it r slash iPhone, r slash awe had NSFW? Yeah, the military one did for it. For a while. Yeah. So but, it, I mean, it's those a, it's are a mess. subs that technically shouldn't have that content, but there's always stuff that's going to be like semi-questionable. Like better no, safe than sorry. I mean, that was the thing, right? Is like our picks. Well, that's their claim, right? Is that they decided unilaterally with no external influence to change the content policy for our picks to allow NSFW content, which, okay, if that happened eight months ago, sure. But now, Reddit's owners, Reddit's top brass, they have a point. But at the same time, if you build it in a decentralized way, or at least technically an independent hub and spoke format, then they should be allowed to make their own content policies. So yeah, anyway, I mean, Reddit is interesting. That The fact that this is all happening now is is just fascinating to me because it's sort of the death and rebirth of the social internet playing out at like hyperspeed 
and nobody really knows what to do. And then like Instagram is just floating on as it always does. And TikTok is just like floating on as it always does. I mean, can I be real for a second? Instagram and Snapchat are both like photo and video based platforms, whereas Twitter and threads and Reddit and all those things are much more text based. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean. You have more depth kind of internet. But also, I feel like part of the reason that this year feels so weird socially is because these are the networks where they might not have been like super popular all the time. But this is where people have been for a decade. Like, even though MySpace and the others were there for years, they were there for a couple of years, but they didn't hold on to their popularity for more than like four or five. These are networks that have been around for a decade or more. In Reddit's case, like 20 years, isn't it? Right. But I mean, if we if we want to talk protocol. IRC has been around for 30 years. Oh boy. Usenet has been around for longer than that. I mean, we're yeah. we're talking about text IRC was never mainstream. I just no, want to No, but put- it was. It was when the internet was small, IRC was absolutely mainstream. FTP as a protocol was mainstream for a time. I mean, there are when you you have to separate the protocol from the distribution network. We are talking about the difference between text-based distribution and video-slash-photo-based distribution. And right now, people are satisfied with the latter, and they're not satisfied with the former. Somehow, the proliferation and sort of maybe even the friction that comes from retrofitting a network like Twitter and Reddit to be more modern, to support more modern formats like photo and video, and to be less reliant on text, and I mean, principally to support the kind of ads that bring in higher ad rates for the social networks, that has been why this tension exists, is that attention has been taken from those networks and put elsewhere. And Reddit, to its credit, has made the decision to try to monetize what it can, the legacy information that is still valuable to companies like OpenAI, Microsoft, Google, right? Twitter, its prerogative has been to monetize it. Unfortunately, the way that it's monetized its users is the worst possible example in the history of scaling monetization, I would say. Mm. Like worse than Diablo Immortal coming out and just like (laughs) blasting you with in-app purchases and charging you $250,000 to max out your character. Like, I, you just could not make this shit up. But if I think if Twitter had monetized properly and engaged early adopters in a way that made them feel like they were part of the process, they would have thrown money at whoever bought Twitter. But I think Elon just never had that in mind. And that's a problem. Yeah, I don't. Part of the problem is that I don't really know what he has in mind. Like, I know he's like stressed. I mean, we mentioned. Does he it. have anything in mind? I mean, yeah, I, he I, wants I the of... X Corp stuff. Like we we mentioned at the top. Like he wants Twitter to be the app for everything. Like WeChat is in China, and it's like, I it, I, I can't trust it to read tweets. Why would I trust it to buy things at the grocery store? Like, yeah. okay, you want it to be the app for everything, then maybe you shouldn't fire 80% of your workforce. I, this is getting back to the point where I'm like, I don't trust anything he says even at face value of, is that what you want? I think you're just kind of spiraling. Like, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect from that site. And it's kind of funny to watch, but also it's like, 
just the concept of like we can only serve you 600 tweets which means we can only serve you a percentage of ads before nothing will load on the site and you will no longer see ads or any content but specifically ads it's just like so I wonder if ads count towards that 600 it, it doesn't matter once you hit the 600 you were done the site yeah. wouldn't load so like even if they did and it seemed like everything counted if you opened like a thread not instagram threads like a thread on twitter it would count tweets but like it didn't matter. It, it, just the idea of like, I would love to know what advertisers thought of what happened to Twitter last weekend. Where And I, I saw there were not even tweet ads were broken today, too, where it was like linking Amazon Prime Day ads to like Twitter's own website, like the dynamic ad hadn't loaded properly. It's just like, why would you want to advertise there? I, my entire Twitter feed at this point for like ads is like, Maybe one out of 50 ads is for like a company you've heard of and 25 out of 50 is for like the same identical spam site. And I know if you're on Twitter still, like you've seen these, they're like all of the icons are random blobs of color and they've all got random store names and they show you the shittiest gadget in the world that like, I don't know, it folds your laundry for you. And if you try to buy it, you get your credit card number stolen. Like that's half of ads on Twitter now. But I mean, it's the feed is the same way. Like whenever I open up, Twitter, yeah, which I try not to do. It's all the right movies and no context humans, and like, yeah, just those two accounts barfing content at me. God, I mean, violent. Goodfellas was released 39 years ago. This day, sure, here's a 200 yeah. thread explanation of all the tips and tricks that I stole from IMDb. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like it's just repurposed garbage. I mean, also stolen movies. Like I rewatched Avatar the way of water on Twitter <laughs> a couple weeks ago. It was great. Uh, it was the way oh it was the, God, James Cameron incredible. meant to meant for it to be seen. It's, it's just unhinged. <laughs> that's, I mean, again, like I don't know if how much people were joking about this, but there was a bit of hemming and hawing or hand wringing about how Instagram's content policies don't allow nudity on Twitter. Don't allow discussion of hardcore drugs on, uh, sorry, on, on threads. And how like that's going to pose a problem for network growth in general, right? If you, if you want threads to be a town hall of sorts, then you actually have to embrace the ugliness of Twitter. And I think over time, Twitter, the weird Twitter influence really had a positive halo effect on the rest of the product. If you were a heavy user like I was, now it's just crap. And weird Twitter is suppressed because it's actually good and interesting. And instead, it's just you just get the stuff that gets a lot of engagement, which is usually dumb. Yeah, I want I want my some of it's good. I want my social network like a little unhinged, not a lot unhinged, but just a little bit. I need that main character of the day. You know what I mean? Like, where were you when Bean Dad happened? Oh, my God. Oh, God. (laughs) Exactly. You remember, though. You're like, you remember Bean Dad. That was like two years ago, two and a half years ago. Was it really? I want to say it was January 2021. I'm going to I'm going to stake my name on this. I mean, a lot of things happened in January 2021. Yeah, I believe it was right before. (laughs) I think I think Bean Dad was probably it was uh, I got an NBC News uh, uh, article here. Bean Dad apologizes for Twitter thread on January 5th. 2021 so what a week what a week that was started off strong that year 
<laughs> okay, so what I think will be interesting is whether it can maintain the DAUs that yeah. it has right now, whether people default to it versus go back to Twitter because not everybody's on there yet. I mean, Blue Sky was like that for a minute. Yeah. There were a few weeks where Mastodon felt like it could have been that, eh, but was there? <laughs> maybe, maybe not, actually. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I'm sorry uh, to all the Mastodon heads out there, but. All the tutors. <laughs> Jesus. You know, that was the problem. The first time I heard that, I was like, well, this isn't catching on. <laughs> oh, That's not the only reason. It's but not. It's one of many. All right, that's it for threads. Let's discuss a couple of other small things. Samsung's upcoming unpacked lineup has leaked all over the place this week. We now know that it's the Fold 5, the Flip 5, the Tab series. We might get three tablets. We might get a couple of watches. That's a lot of products. Yep. <laughs> it's just interesting, right? Because we've spoken about this a bunch on the show. We're not going to get into the individual products yet because... Just from the outset, they don't look very different, and Samsung's going to have to make its case for why they deserve to exist. The Z Fold 5 looks almost identical to the Z Fold 4. The, the flip, flip 5 is like the one thing that like the has one, a basically. new Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because so they sent out their invite this week for uh, July 26th. That's the official, which had also leaked, so no big surprise there, but July 26th in, in South Korea this year. And the invite teaser is showing the flip, not the fold, which is interesting because I think they usually show the fold. I don't know if it's because we're expecting this like big new front display, like on the Razer, although the invite doesn't highlight that. It highlights the inside screen. Or if it's just because like people don't buy the fold, they buy the flip because the flip is $1,000 and is affordable. Yeah, so we'll see, I guess. The tabs will be expensive. One can take for granted. And then the two wearables we have the galaxy watch 6 and the 6 classic which looks like it's going to bring back the physical bezel of the 4 classic are we 100 percent sure on that name yet are we sure they're not going to stick to that obviously but when future does say yeah when future which leaked this says that it is the classic so either way it's better to distance itself from the overpriced and slightly overbearing watch 5 pro yeah like the 5 pro will probably continue to exist it may drop yeah. in price a little bit but it'll yeah. exist i think well i there think are... the bigger question is is the watch 6 classic going to be 450 dollars the same way the watch 5 pro was i doubt it i think it'll be 350 okay. then what price do you put the 5 pro out in order to justify still selling it 450 because it's just a bigger meteor yeah. sports focused smartwatch Maybe drop the price to four hundred or something. Eh, I don't know. But that's the thing. It's like the the whole lineup is going to be confusing, and it's it'll be just a big shrug. Or yeah. they pretend that the pro never existed in the first place, discontinue it. Yeah. See, that's what I'm thinking. This is such a boring. Yeah. I mean, rumor has it Samsung saw Apple's Vision Pro and was like, "Nope, we're good. We're not going to release that AR headset that we were planning on releasing." And that's it, right? So. Yeah. Samsung may have learned from its past mistakes here. Take the L. This is such a boring year for Samsung. I it liked is. the S23 Ultra. I tried the Plus as well. I liked that. But I mean, like, what is there to... They're better versions of the phone from last year. Like, I, I just... I don't know. 
I'm sorry to all the Samsung super fans out there. Like you guys deserve something more exciting than this, but you're you're probably not getting I mean, it. Motorola is having its best year ever. So if you think Motorola is crushing you're it, done with Samsung. Yeah, for real. There's a company Everything in Chicago that will take you. Everything is turned upside down this year. It feels like. Yeah. It almost feels like being transported back into like 2013 or something. Yeah. Six months ago, if you had been like, "What, <laughs> what will your favorite phone of the year be in July?" <laughs> I would not have put money on a on a Motorola uh, phone, but the the Razer Plus is my is I think is my contender right now for my favorite phone of of the year. So I gotta get me my hands on one of those. It's so fun. It's just fun. I don't know. Am I the only one that's a little bit excited for the Watch Six? Like not the classic, but just like the Watch Six and them finally getting a new chipset this year. Yes, I'm excited just to twist my wrist again all the time just, just twist that dial <laughs> on the classic for no reason yeah yeah i do wish that they would have put a crown on the regular eight though i get not doing like the physical rotating bezel on the small one you need something to distinguish the big one but at least put a crown on the side no samsung doesn't change especially when so much of samsung's ui is based on basically rotating a dial yeah well i got nothing yeah yeah, this, this is a company that never learns. Nope. It, it does one thing well once and then sticks with it for a decade. Except for the crown, which it bounces back and forth between like we like and hate the crown. Like, I don't yeah. know why. That's true. Or not the, sorry, the, 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 the ring, the rotating bezel. The bezel. Yeah. yeah. God, I, I should say I'm on cold medicine right now. So, you know, that's my uh, more than that. That's can true. Can you share? <laughs> uh, I, I can't. Yeah, I'll mail it your way. Last point of the show google is releasing a fully custom tensor at some point it'll be made at tsmc not samsung but it's only gonna be released in 2025 so it'll be the g what, what do we have it'll be the g5 yeah yeah tensor g5 which uh sure. this sucks <laughs> i mean we'll have to deal with two more years of mediocre exynos offshoots yeah until then but at least we know it's coming. I have faith that Google will do it right once it's here. At that point, though, it'll be 15 years since the A4, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> not a ton of confidence that Google will be able to catch Apple in the custom silicon race by 2025. Oh, but... they won't catch it in 2025. If they catch it, it'll be like 2027, 2030. I do not think that will ever happen at this point. Yeah. You don't give up a 12-year head start, basically. I just want them to have modems worth the damn again. It's not even just the modem. The Fold really cemented. Tensor just cannot handle heat. Like, Google gets kind of lucky that they release their phones in October when it's cooler around much of the country. And, like, here, when I reviewed the Pixel 7 Pro, it's like, it can get warm, but it's not too much of an issue. And then, like, when they release a phone in the summer, it really, really highlights... And it's something I'm going to keep in mind this year whenever the Pixel 8 lands. It's like, I need to remember that if the phone is getting warm in October, it's going to be an issue in July. And I need to factor that into my coverage because like Google has proven that these chips run too hot to do basic Basically tasks anything. like the display refresh rate ratcheting down or as Michael Fisher said last week, an inability to upload to Google Photos. Like, I mean, it's just inexcusable and to know that we're we're basically stuck like that for like two more generations like sucks but yeah three more because it'll come out sorry three this year and then two more years sure oh no sorry no, you're no, right yeah two in two gens two gens two two yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. we're up 10. to the third at this point yeah yeah the, sorry the big right. the big one oh 
for Pixel. Unless, ooh, I, unless I they go. I'm also on cold medicine. <laughs> <laughs> unless they go the uh, the Apple route and they they call it the iPhone or they call it the Pixel 10, but with a with an X. The, oh, mm. they just make the X in Pixel really big. Oh, the hire pixel. me, Google. I'll be your marketing guy. Triple X Pixel. <laughs> <laughs> Just lean in. Just lean into it. I want what y'all are having because I obviously am not loopy enough. It's also gotten really hot in my office while we've been recording, like really hot. So yeah, I, I, mean, I do want to say that like it didn't help that the Pixel Fold was released around like the hottest heat wave or the, the literally most a record breaking day in, like yeah. human history. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently but... this week, the July third to the fifth was the hottest stretch of three days in recorded history across the world. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's another another thing to consider. Well, All right, last thing I want to talk about: Are you seeing the new uh, Mission Impossible movie this weekend? Oh, Will thank God we're talking about this. I'm not seeing it. This is it. I don't think it's out until Tuesday. Is it in previews? Okay. It I might be it, premiere I, I next week. I thought it was week. next week. I, I, Maybe you're it has right. A Maybe weird release date. I think it's like Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm. I'm seeing the. 12th. It's going to be a busy couple of weeks. We've got Mission it's Impossible, a crazy month. Oppenheimer. Yep. Barbie. Barbie. What else? Uh, uh, I'm missing. I'm missing something that I wanted to see. I still need to see Asteroid City. I, I'm going to try to catch that um, within the next few days before it leaves theaters. But I, I mean, Mission Impossible is the movie that I am most excited for. Reviews are good. Not that it matters because I am so in on this franchise just as a whole. I am very excited for it. Fallout was one of my favorite movies of 2018. So I can't believe it's been yeah. four, five years since Fallout. That's oh, that movie. Man, that every time I put it on, I'm like, this this rips so hard. It's so good. Um, Forget fast rewatches. Absolutely, just rewatch absolutely. the Mission Impossible franchise. Like, it's going to be 30 years by the time this is all said and done. Yeah, and just like Tom Cruise, man, like you cannot fault him for these movies. Yeah, say Crazy. what you will about him as a person, and you can, yeah, and you I should. Mean, we will. But what a movie have. star! <laughs> what a. It's true. I saw an interview with him where. <laughs> He was like basically saying it in a nice way, like you're pretty old now, yeah, and uh, you've been around a, a while. If people have not seen any of your movies, which one should they start with? And he said, "Mission Impossible, Rogue, whatever, yeah, Part One." And I was like, "That's that's a good answer." Uh, Dead Reckoning, Part One. Dead Thank Reckoning, sorry, not Rogue. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a how it, can you Nation how, was the last one. How could you not? No, the last one was Fallout. Rogue Nation was five. Ghost Protocol, oh, right. as we all know, he it, Ghost Protocol was initiated in 2011 by Brad Bird. Um, uh-huh. I'll never it was initiated. I'll never Thank forget you. the subtitles. They're all they're all great. I'm trying to remember which one had Henry Cavill and that sick ass because. The only thing I remember from that movie is the fight in the bathroom. The, uh, the only thing Everybody I remember from that movie that. is everything. where he locked his arms. That movie rules. Yes. Yeah. When when the best. So when good. he's reloading his fists. He reloaded like, his arms. Oh that is god, that movie rules. Just incredible. I left the theater. Right, like, I'm gonna go rewatch that. I swear, I, that movie rules. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited for Mission Impossible. All right, we're gonna stop there for today. Uh, not a ton of gadget news, but I'm sure we will have lots more to talk about next week. Will we? Will any of us be alive next week after Prime Day? Yeah. Is over? Or we're gonna take a break. We don't know yet. It'll it'll depend yeah. on how we're all feeling. Yeah. Go buy stuff on Amazon next week. Yeah. Yeah. Help us make some money so that we can keep bringing you this podcast for free. Buy a Motorola no razor. Ads. Uh, and then tell us what you bought. Podcast at AndroidPolice.com. See how I like I plugged it right at the end there. 
Uh, Will, Ara, thank you as always. Absolutely. Everybody listening, thank you for coming back. Michael Fisher, yep. shout out to you specifically. <laughs> uh, we didn't say anything controversial this week, I hope. No, uh, the, all the but, meth uh, stuff that we <laughs> was not in the recording. <laughs> maybe that. Yeah, I don't know if, if you. Well, and now of, you've of run stuff. it in now. Yeah, no, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Send us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, have a great week. Wish us luck over Prime Day, specifically Ara. Yeah. She needs it until next week or perhaps the week after. Uh, have a great week, and we will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.